Hello from the newsroom of the Financial Times, I'm Amy Keene. Today we're looking at the currency crisis in Argentina and whether new austerity measures introduced by President Mauricio Macri will be enough to win over international investors and bail out lenders. The FT's Benedict Mander joined me down the line from Buenos Aires. Benedict, how would you describe the current situation in Argentina? Well, President Macri himself described the situation as an emergency yesterday. And it's no exaggeration to say that people are very concerned about what is happening. I mean, in January, people were talking about a peso at maybe 23 to the dollar by the end of the year, and it's already depreciated to around 40. It's a similar story for inflation, and the economy is now in recession, and confidence in the government has been severely damaged. You know, Macri is going to have to work hard to restore it. Benedict, what you're describing is a real crisis. So what triggered this crisis? Or I guess which series of events triggered the current situation in Argentina? Well, there have been several phases to this crisis, but it started off in late April at a time when emerging markets in general were being hit by a strong dollar and rising U.S. interest rates. I mean, there are other external factors like rising oil prices, concerns about a trade war and so on. But this crisis is also happening because of internal factors, perhaps the most significant of which is a crisis of confidence in the government, which has made a series of errors, it's fair to say, especially in the way that it's communicated its response to the crisis, I think. So if we think back to May of this year, the Macri government was forced to seek assistance from the International Monetary Fund, the IMF. Why was this a particularly tough reality for many Argentines to face? Yes, well, I mean, the IMF has a long and checkered history in Argentina, and few have forgotten what happened last time. There was an IMF program here, which ended in disaster, really, with the 2001 economic crisis, which saw the biggest sovereign debt default in history at the time. That triggered serious social unrest and violence on the streets. At least 20 people died. Uh, There was mass unemployment, a run on the banks, and a major devaluation, which wiped out people's savings. You know, uh, a lot of Argentines can still remember all that. So uh, the return of the IMF brings back uh, bad memories. And particularly so because Macri was elected on this platform of reform, of a chance for Argentina to say goodbye to the instability it had experienced in previous years. But that wasn't quite the case. No, absolutely. And uh, Macri's plan to do that was he he wanted to do it in a gradual way by reducing the fiscal deficit gradually. And it looks like that really hasn't worked. I mean, for a number of reasons. But now we're looking at a situation where, you know, perhaps shock therapy is is the best term for it. And the, the response from Argentines remains to be seen, I suppose. And what's happened in the intervening months since Macri went to the IMF? Well, the whole idea behind getting the IMF involved was to deliver a positive shock to the markets and reassure them that Argentina would have no problem paying its debt with the IMF's backing. But clearly, even a $50 billion rescue package from the IMF was not enough to restore confidence as the peso has continued to slide since then. I mean, interest rates have been jacked up several times now at record global highs, you know, that they're at 60%. New austerity measures have been announced. There have been changes to the cabinet several times, and it still remains to be seen whether all of that is enough. 
And so that sort of brings us to present. Just over the weekend and on Monday, President Macri introduced this new austerity program. What does that look like for Argentines? Well, the most significant measure is that uh, the fiscal deficit is going to be, in theory, wiped out next year. Um, I mean, already at the time of the initial announcement of the IMF agreement, the government had committed itself to cutting the target for the primary budget deficit from 2.2% to 1.3%, and now it's zero. So that's that's a pretty tall order. And the main way he said he would do that was by increasing taxes on exporters. And that particularly affects the powerful farming lobby. But so far, the peso has been a lot more stable this week than it was last week. But it is a very volatile situation. So today, what is the mood among Argentines? Well, I think people are very worried. And perhaps Macri's biggest concern right now is to prevent a run on the banks. I mean, that's what happened in 2001, and that was uh, the government's undoing. I mean, as well as that, he needs to contain social unrest. And he also needs to keep the support of his own political base, um, as well as maintaining the unity of, of his coalition. Provided he manages to do all that, he also needs to make some kind of pact with the opposition most urgently so that he can push next year's budget bill through Congress, which hopefully would help to calm investors somewhat. And and one of the reasons why the political unity is required, is, among other reasons, is, is because he is due for re-election in 2019. Uh, is there any sense yet of a real threat to his re-election? Well... It's it's a long way off. Um, you know, 12 months is a long time in politics anywhere, but especially in Argentina, uh, and especially at a moment like this of, of such confusion. But there's no question that this crisis has thrown into doubt Macri's re-election ambitions for next year. But again, you know, a lot can happen between now and then, and the opposition remains in crisis, really, and there are no clear figures uh, have emerged that could really put up a serious challenge to Macri or whoever else might stand in his place if it comes to that. Lastly, Benedict, I, th- I think a big question investors and our listeners in particular are asking is whether this situation in Argentina is uniquely Argentine. I guess, in other words, is this a crisis that's going to be contained within Argentina? Or is there a risk of the kind of crisis of confidence that you described? Is there a risk of that spreading well beyond Argentina's borders? Well, that is the million-dollar question, isn't it? It's happened in the past, and it could happen again. But I think so far, it doesn't seem to have been, you know, uh, the, the problems in Argentina remain Argentine. And um, from my position in Buenos Aires, there are, there are a lot of unknowns that it's, that it's hard for me to be too sure about. Sure. Thank you so much for your time, Benedict. Thanks, Amy. That was the FT's Benedict Mander talking to me from Buenos Aires. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with more news tomorrow. And in the meantime, if you're not already a subscriber of the Financial Times and would like to read more on this topic, do check out our latest subscription offer at ft.com forward slash offer. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.